0: The Square Ball Podcast.
1: Welcome to the 81st edition of the Squareball Podcast. My name's Dan, and I've got with me in the studio Michael. Hello. Moscow White. Hello. And Doddy. Hello. The most important thing I can tell you about right now is that we do a fanzine, and issue one has been and gone on sale. How were sales? Alright, uh, very good Yeah Good, thank you for buying if you bought it If you haven't yet got it, I presume you can get hold of a copy via our fantastic
2: website Which is now fully functioning, almost It's more functioning than it ever has been <laughs> <laughs> You can find that and you can buy subscriptions Don't forget the digital sub starts uh, at tenner,
1: tenner a year It's a bargain uh, Go to
3: watching.
1: Okay, then let's reflect on the start, uh, the middle and indeed the end of the Dave Hockaday era just in the context of Don Revy, you know he had like the Glory Years video, which obviously spanned like, two decades of glorious football cup finals. You could probably condense the highlights of the Day- Dave Hockaday era into a single animated GIF. And I know you like doing stuff like that in Moscow, so can you do that as a homework project?
4: Um, I could try. I mean, he's only got one facial expression, which is generally... Smug, looking as if he's talking to an absolute idiot, and then Junior Lewis generally has the facial expression of the idiot with a dog. He, who is going <laughs> the idiot he was talking to, a dog with his head out the car window. Yeah, so sort of interchanging the two for a few seconds probably tells you everything you need to know. In fact, probably the representative gif is the Hock and Lewis sitting in the dugout at half-time against Bradford, letting the team go into the dressing rooms while they sat in the dugout like having a tactical chat. And what I loved about that most of all was that Dave Hockaday covered his mouth as if he was, you know, when Messi's discussing how to take a free kick and he doesn't want to be lip-read by the cameras, he was covering his mouth, whereas I think Junior Lewis's jaw was just too slackly open to be able to cover it with one human hand.
2: <laughs> we we we'll climb the mountain, Junior? Let's climb the mountain. All
4: right, we'll tell, him, we'll tell him to climb
2: the mountain. And if that doesn't inspire him, I don't know what will.
4: What was great about it is t- Lewis seems to be making quite a detailed tactical suggestion. And then, as soon as he's finished, just going to go for a wee. As soon as he's finished, it's like ten or fifteen seconds. He's, his face just reverts to a, the usual look of absolute horror. And somebody on Twitter said it looked like as soon as he'd finished speaking, he suddenly thought to himself, "Wait, no, that's a terrible idea. Let's not do that."
1: <laughs> well, it all started back at Millwall with the customary defeat. Now that we endure at the Den, none of us lot went, so we could probably just brush over this one if you want. We can point out Probably.
4: that the um, the Hockaday era, where he promised hard work. Humility, humility. Humility. and basically we were going to be more prepared. Hardcore. No other team was going to want it more than those. Seven minutes, we lost the goal, uh, conceded to a corner. Um, that's all it took for our beautifully, brilliantly organised team to go 1-0 down to a simple set piece. And then he came out at the end of the game and just said, uh, Millwall were hungrier than us. So after months... <laughs> Two months of telling us that no team in football Was going to be hungrier than Leeds United First game, yeah, Millwall Millwall, they're hungrier than Leeds United Millwall.
2: It's almost like he overvalues hunger As an attribute needed <coughs> for football And
4: undervalues marking from corners
2: But Yeah, we'd, we'll win from hunger But we can lose from hunger That's the only thing though that makes a
4: difference She's a double-edged bitch
1: On to the Accrington game then, and it was nice to see uh, Dukara scoring too. That's him who you said in the last podcast, he looks like he'll never
4: score, Moscow. Yeah, that's different to saying he will never score. He looked (laughs) against Dundee and he, to be fair, looked against Accrington. I mean, the first one he scuffed, the second one admittedly was a beautiful goal and um, you can't really deny it It was a great finish. He hasn't scored any since, has he? That's Mm. true. You're practically right. Anyone can score against Accrington. Who was it that um, uh, Mike Greller got his hat-trick against? Kettering. Right. And who did Ra- Ramon Nunez get his hat-trick against? He didn't, did he? Just proves my point even more. <laughs> <laughs> so Dakara's hat-trick against I mean, Akring- Accrington. Accrington are actually bottom of the football league at the moment. They there have, you go. What They have one point. This goes to show. So Dakar six-goal haul against Accrington. Proves nothing. However, it did... It was apparently enough to turn his loan move into a permanent transfer. I must admit, down the line. until
2: he scored, I was sat with Moscow for this, and I was saying, "Yeah, he doesn't doesn't look particularly." poachery, and he was doing a, the Becchio thing of controlling it on the edge of the 18-yard box and chasing it all the way back to the halfway line, <laughs> trying, to, trying to just get it into his feet. <laughs> like a child chasing a <laughs> balloon. Yeah, but, you know, goals are goals, even if they're against an Italian amateur or Accrington Stanley.
4: It, yes. Well, that's it. Those 16 against um, whatever they were called should count, if those count. I'm sticking to that. And Berardi shouldn't have been suspended, because a uh, fair tackle. I think he went for the ball. If it wasn't
2: <laughs> on a football pitch, though, he might be in prison, so... Probably take the red I enjoyed it It was ridiculous It was not the first stupid thing he'd done either He was trying to injure people with every single challenge as far as I could tell
1: And we need more like that Hungry,
2: hardcore, violent No, it's not an H See, Michael Brown was a role model Yeah, he was very Brown-esque
4: Yeah, it was a bit like that Brown against Sheffield Wednesday When he rolled across uh, somebody else's back Except this was more of a scissor round his neck
3: Well, Brown did the scissor kick on someone, didn't he? Down by the corner
4: flag But he ended up just sort of falling off him Because he's old Whereas Berardi has got that young buck full of spunk and vigor, scissor kicks. Vigor. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the side again and briefly, yes. (laughs) Uh, And then on to uh,
1: Ellen Road again at the weekend. It was the home tie against Middlesbrough, possibly the zenith of the Dave Hockaday era. This one, a he, high point.
4: He achieved Nirvana.
1: Uh, Dave, sorry, Dave Pressure, Hockaday, to give him his full name. I <laughs> and mean, he, come
4: on. He revelled in achieving Nirvana. Do you
1: know what? I mean, I, I got into a ding-dong with an internet clown about um, referring to him as being a bit like David Brent. This was pre-season. And goodness me, you can't say things like that. But he won! He did win. So he, he silenced his critics. Well done, Dave. Uh, Apart from you, a little while. But yes, it was uh, it was a nice a nice victory, a nice moment, yeah? Late late winner, new
4: sign-in Yeah, can't argue with uh, Billy Sharp Not William, he he is actually christened Billy He told somebody off Somebody I think had made like a tribute graphic Or something with William Sharp Eight, is he wearing eight? Mm -hmm. He, He is the Rod Wallace of which we spoke last time And yeah, his reaction was basically Actually it's Billy which I imagine he said a million times. But yes, so Billy scored the goal. Dave took the credit <laughs> for Massimo Cellino signing him. And all fat
3: lads in Sheffield rejoiced.
1: And then several days later, at home to Brighton, the midweek fixture, we don't really do Tuesdays. As a rule, lost 2 0,
4: and comfortably lost 2 0. It's amazing how quickly the good feeling from beating Middlesbrough was just pissed away because everybody was in a really good mood after Middlesbrough, quite rightly. It wasn't the best performance in the world, but...
2: In the Middlesbrough game, to go back to it, we should definitely have been a goal behind because there was nothing wrong with their um, sort of overhead kick that was disallowed. It
4: was an overhead kick, so disallowed. Okay, (laughs) They're against the rules. Showing off. Yeah, basically. In
2: Hockaday's football,
4: (laughs) no showing off. So, yes, we should have been a goal down. And we
2: only won because their keeper parried... Tongue shot straight to Billy Sharp's feet. poacher's goal. Yeah, if you don't a buy a ticket. goal, but, you know. They do count. Well, yeah, but not really.
4: <laughs> this is reminding me of a brilliant thing that somebody said on, I think on Wacko the other week, where someone was saying, you can't get promoted with players like Matt Smith in your team. They're like, but you'll score 16 goals. So you don't then, like, win the league. And somebody from the Premier League comes up and says, well, yes, you did finish top of the league with 100 points. However, you did play Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> like well, what do you mean? Yeah, sorry, you can't get promoted with players like Matt Smith. I the remember team. thinking
2: that when Blackpool were promoted with uh, Stephen Craney at left back. Yeah, mm. I remember thinking, no, no, no. Someone needs to intervene here. <laughs> yeah. So back
1: to the Brighton game. On the sheet here, somebody has jotted down the words. We were shite. Fair assessment. Mm. Yeah,
4: wouldn't disagree with that at all. It was a lesson in how not to play a midfield diamond, which was a shame because we were playing a midfield diamond. <laughs> What you do to beat the midf- midfield diamond, the corner of Brighton, is you get one player to stand in the middle of it mm. and then the four Leeds players will look at each other rather than tackle the player in the middle and he can just receive a pass and turn and then pass it to somebody else wherever he wants.
2: I mean, this covers the Hockaday era as a whole with this, this diamond in that just having four players all trying to seemingly do the same job from marginally different positions but all slightly wanting to play someone else's position mm. didn't really work, did it?
4: What was also heartbreaking in this is watching close up of an incredibly broken Sam Byram. Every time he got the ball out wide, checked in onto his left foot with his first touch, it was awful to watch. Everybody, like in the northeast corner, just yelling, "Just take him on! Just open your body out, tap the ball forward, run after it, and go around the full-back. And he did it once. Won a free kick And then the next time No, just cut inside Give it to Tongi It's awful to watch
2: That poor boy It's been and awful you... to watch Tongi Trying to be a running Box to box midfielder as well Because he can't do it, can he? Not really When he's running He looks like I do when I'm running <laughs> He looks pained De- Describe that to us then yeah. <laughs> what's, what's your motion like? Like, like? <clears throat> like a fat kid doing cross country That kind of a, a look <laughs> <laughs> You can see it in his face He's all, oh, Come on I've hit the wall
1: oh, You've only just set off Hocker <laughs> oh, said I had to run Anything you can conclude from the Brighton game
4: Other than we were shite Or should we move on Hocker Day's a wanker We were shite because Hocker Day's a wanker Alright then on to Watford Which wasn't entirely Hocker Day's fault it, None of it was Hocker Day's fault That's why he didn't get sacked It was all uh, Pepe Beluski's fault The warrior did too much warrioring All over somebody's head He let it bounce didn't he He's obviously not used to the hoof ball and assumed it was travelling slower than it appeared and thought he could, uh, using the outside of his right foot, just sort of play it out to... um, He must have imagined we had a winger playing. And instead of doing that, maybe it was a realisation that there was nobody to his right. The ball just bounced underneath his foot and then then the heat was on. (laughs) I was hoping somebody would pick up. Um, Yeah, the heat was on and the... the, um, Temperature got so high That he hit the sky And he gave away a penalty And it was pretty ugly
1: And then it went tits up didn't it really then?
4: Well once you let him One goal You may as well let him Four
1: <laughs> That's true um, and, and Byram took it well
2: Allegedly <laughs> Yeah there's no actual yeah. Footage of this is there And everyone who was there Said he may have been Sent off and he may have Done something But there's not a chance The linesman or the referee Actually saw it, it They was... made it up afterwards They looked back at a man On the floor and went
1: Just mm. to look at him
4: Leeds player Man <laughs> on floor I know what happened there. I think actually the cameraman did catch it, but it, it was too horrifying. They had to destroy the footage, and that cameraman is in hospital right now. It's a pruder. You can
2: or get it on if, uh, live leak with photos of uh, Jennifer
4: Lawrence. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, if you if you look on the dark web, the you Watford's can. What's
2: players' y- face was the right state as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, anyway, the good news about this is that we found out that Dave Pressure Hockaday... He was getting more out of the players than anyone else. So if anybody else had been in charge at that game, we would not have lost 4-1. We'd have lost more than 4-1.
2: Well, we lost, didn't we lose 7-3, I think? Yeah. Progress. That's
4: right. Progress for you. What I loved about Hockaday's comments after this one as well was he said that we'd worked worked harder than the opposition. Ding! Um, Frustrated the hell. That's not one of his common H-words, but we frustrated the hell out of a good Watford team. Watford were getting very frustrated and animated on their bench. They were changing things. What was crucial about this game was that when we went down to 10 men, Hockaday took off Billy Sharp and left on Mirko Antonucci up from on his own, who'd never played in England before, and then stuck with that until we were until we went behind and then Smith came on and then Polion came on to try and replace the attacking Threat that had left with Sharp because poor old Antonucci didn't really know what he was doing there on his own. Then at the end of the game, he bemoaned the fact that he doesn't have enough experienced championship players in his squad who know this league. Well, he had one on the pitch until he subbed him off, and then he starts saying about oh we frustrated the Watford bench. They were changing things. Yes, the Watford bench <laughs> were frustrated. They were changing things, and they changed the right things. And because they changed the right things, they won four-one. So it's no good sitting there um, and we saying, worked harder. It's no good sitting there saying we worked harder. We frustrated them, and they had to make changes because all they did was make changes and win. We so outworked them. The... We outworked them one four. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just awful. It's no surprise. I mean, we'll come on to this later. But when he sort of said, he said in his press conference on Monday, he says, "Yeah, I read all the stories about me getting sacked, but there was no inkling. With me. I didn't think my job was under threat." Dead
1: man walking. <clears throat> Dead man walking. Um, Well, at least we went on to the local derby against Bradford and put the record straight. This was just a a weird thing, wasn't it? Like you kind of you feared the worst when you saw the lineup: all Blue Eyes is back, Norris, that handsome bastard, best Leeds player on the pitch. Well, yeah, and you did, and you saw he was doing the narrow diamond thing again with four. Central, similar central midfielders, particularly the old guard who'd failed us up to this point in their careers.
4: Was it Middlesbrough when he'd won when he declared that wingers are now old-fashioned?
1: Wingers, they're dead.
4: Yeah, wingers are dead. Yeah, that's it. it's over for wingers. Fucking hell! He won one game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> look at the, look at all the big clubs on. Don't none no, no of them have any fast players. If you look that's at true. it, yeah, that is true. Look at like Real Madrid. Who <coughs> they got this quick. No one sold of hard work.
1: And your thoughts on this did it can you blame much about this on on Luke Murphy and his stupid sending off which was ridiculous.
2: It was, but it didn't actually make any difference to the way we were playing because as I said earlier we still had we've had in every one of these games four midfielders doing the same thing. So if you've got three men doing the job of one man rather than four men, it don't really make much difference. <laughs> <No>. Is that <laughs> the, the same? the, the problem areas were still exactly where they had been for the first half hour where I think we had one chance where Warnock should have tried to pass it. Admittedly, should Warnock, given that's how he scores goals. But when the calved out one chance the rest of the time, it kept getting to full-backs, who then looked forward and saw no-one in front of them. And they uh, sort of passed it back to the centre-back, midfield, full-back, centre-back, goalkeeper, centre-back, full-back, centre-back, the goalkeeper, very, this centre-back. Is, where this oh, is and, going. It's a, and it's a big kick forward. Because yeah. oh. eventually someone thinks, what's the fucking point of this? There's the giant. <laughs> boot it out of his head.
1: I was going to say, this is exactly the thing that we kind of were warned about by Forest Green Rovers wasn't it yeah you'll tippy tap it around a bit until you run out of ideas then it goes forward
4: they called it um crab ball i think side to side and the fullback thing in particular was wootton who is not a very good fullback was playing (laughs) (laughs) but he's worse at fullback playing fullback exposed and i can't remember the guy's name but the i think it was bradford's left back ended up getting man of the match from sky because he just tore wootton apart because there was so much room in front of him, behind him, that Wooden just didn't know any, know what to do. However, if we listen to uh, David Hockaday's comments, tactically, I've been in the game for 40 <laughs> years, and we got it right tonight. We just can't legislate for moments of madness. So even though we looked terrible with 11 men, and our right back couldn't cope with 11 men, and the, the sending off made no difference, and our, their left back got man of the match for his performance against a tactically exposed centre-half, Playing right back, we got tactically. We out-tacticked them one-two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we're being a bit unfair to him because I tell you what, that goal was a fantastic move that we scored.
4: I knew we were going to lose as soon as that went in. In fact, no, I, I hey, listen, everybody knew I, we were I, I lose. tweeted
1: and called it almost <laughs> to the minute. So fuck you.
4: The um the sequence was. When it went in, I thought, brilliant, we've scored. And I thought, oh, no, this is going to mean extra time because I just assumed Bradford were going to score a winner. <laughs> okay. So I was like, oh, no, they're going to equalise. We're going to be stuck here for another half an hour. And then I thought, oh, they might score two. And then they scored one. And I was like, yeah, we're going to lose
1: this. For me, actually, in seriousness, was the moment where you thought, Hockaday's completely lost this. He had no awareness of the fact that all Bradford needed to do was up their tempo and it was going to kill us dead, and it did.
4: Tactically, he's been in the game for 40 years and he got it right tonight. No, but
1: no subs. I mean, I can't. I cannot believe he left a tire, a team that had played for over an hour. And David Norris,
4: it was his first game in about a year. Yeah. It's because everybody had a go at him at Watford for... T- Making the wrong substitutions, so next game he makes no substitutions. We were behind when Polion came on, weren't we?
1: He said, didn't he? If didn't feel the need to make any substitutions until we were behind, they could have they gone
4: they were... for another hour or something. Yeah, <laughs> they could have played for another half hour. Those lads, there were
1: only two minutes left.
4: They were giving me everything. They were dying, um, <laughs> literally, certainly were. Bless him, Don Polion. He did his best, but then too, Hockeyday did say that if only that Smith. Header, at the end, had gone in, and I can't believe Polion missed that. If those had both gone in, we would have won 3-2. So, actually, he out-tacticked them 3-2. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he got the boot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder I, why. Felt, I felt vaguely sorry for him in the
2: stadium with home and away fans all singing, you're getting sacked in the morning. <laughs> they were right, though. <laughs> they were right. Well, no, they didn't They didn't sack him until the afternoon, actually, which well, was quite funny. Made him take made training. Made him take <laughs> training. But, yeah, I was in the stadium, and I, I was singing it, because... I was desperate for him to get sacked But I did did kind of think I feel a little bit sorry I'm just like On a a basic Human Human, level You don't want to ruin a man's life But he was ruining mine So I thought Right I'm going to join in with this So you leave feeling a bit guilty about that And then you hear his You hear him saying We out fought them We had better tactics We were the better team And you think We were too kind People should have been on the pitch Tearing him limb from limb (laughs) Nearly happened Yeah on to the Bolton game, though. Redders was in charge for this one. Hey.
1: The Hey! Uh, the makesh- I mean, we, we've laughed at Redders before and doing it for Redders, but bless him, he got it right, he took some risks. A much younger, more mobile midfield, and it paid off, didn't it? Even though it was quite brave sticking with the same formation. He didn't really take risks, though. He, just, he picked
3: players who he knew he could play.
2: Players who were good rather <laughs> yeah, I mean, than players I mean, who were but, not. but parachuting Cook in there. Uh, but Cook, know, when every time Cook's come on, he's looked really, really good. And then he started and he looked really, really I'm, good. I'm going to say when we come on to
1: the, the Hockaday thing about him being scared to take risks, and it does strike me that that was always the case with him. But obviously, Redfern knows players, like you're saying, trusts them. But it was still a bit of a risk putting in a very
4: young lad into such a, a pressurised situation. Or had the pressure gone by that point, I don't know. Pressure left with Hockaday. Dave, pressure Hockaday, brought it all on himself, brought it all with him. Millwall, Cook's actual debut, he brought Cook on when we were 1-0 down to try and save the game. 17 years old, league debut, Millwall trying to save the game for Leeds United on his debut. That's pressure, and he ended up messing up a pass, giving away a penalty. Whereas Bolton, everybody likes Redfern, everybody's glad that Hockaday's gone. We're at home, everybody's in a good mood, Bolton are the most difficult team in the world. It's sort of the right atmosphere, and even if we had lost against Bolton, everybody would just have gone, well, it's Hockaday's fault.
3: But people have been clambering for, to get the kids in for, for ages, haven't they? So.
4: Yeah. It was the right time to get him in, and it was the right environment, which was just proved by how well he played.
1: A couple of talking points then. Um, we'll we'll speak about, I guess, the, the new signings and their impact when we come on to the new signings. Silvestri, though, he did support Moscow, your prediction, in the last podcast yep. for player of the season
4: Ross McCormack of the season still calling it
1: for that award very very good game indeed some good saves that, that little flurry at the end particularly good
4: yeah and the, I liked um, how Jason Pearce jumped on him after <laughs> he'd making that last <laughs> save as well <laughs> Breaking him. <laughs> yeah, breaking him in too. And generally there are lots of opportunities to jump on Silvestre because after every save, whether it's a gentle catch to the midriff, tipping it round the lie corner, down, he just <laughs> he sort of falls to his knees and then just lies down on the floor with the ball and then waits until he gets up again. Very good at just slowing the game down. I wonder if it will get a little bit like Kasper Ankergren when he used to kick the posts before taking every goal kick and what started off as an endearing habit Became just infuriating as you heard them. His stud noise echoing around Quang! an increasingly empty stadium. Quang! But as it is, I still quite enjoyed watching. the there were cheers going up every time he took an easy catch. And then and just rolled over. Yeah. It is
2: bizarre to watch him do it, though.
4: It's like he's being knighted. <laughs> <laughs> he drops to his knees and then is so overcome by the touch of the sword on each shoulder that he then just falls forward into the Queen's lap. And because finally,
1: was- a word on Jermaine Beckford, returning the returning hero. Uh, that was funny.
2: It always oh, is, isn't it? Every time. Bless him. He gets stick for every time as well from the fans. and he? He, he, he doesn't give a shit, does he? Ah. <laughs> I'm
4: sure it'll be fine this time. I did quite enjoy the tweet that I have copied and pasted down on our notes that I'm not sure I can read out. Oh, j-
1: just read it. We'll bleep
4: it. Okay. Uh, Jermaine Beckford, you f***ing headed c*** Traitor! Off back to that c- hole, you scum! Just c- pumping. C- hashtag goon. And the word that we, of course, bleeped out there was. C-
1: the news. Into this bit now, then, and this is all new and exciting for the podcast. A brand new feature. Listen to this, gents. That. Listen to that. Well, what is this? That's the that's the sacking siren. It's the. Should we play it again? There we go. It's the sacking siren, it's that like is. proper radio now
2: and sound effects buttons.
1: Yeah, well, that's the sacking siren, and that has been sounded as the siren to commemorate the sacking of David Hockaday. We will use the
2: siren every time somebody is sacked from Leeds United.
1: We or anybody, or just the
4: manager. Because if it's every time, We didn't time, cover anybody. it in the
2: last podcast, did we? We, we mentioned, we were like, oh, Gibbs is still there, isn't he? And then about... Not now. There he is. He's gone. He's long gone, his Gibbs. There we go. That's the sacking yeah. siren for Gibbs. He wasn't actually sacked, did he? He kind of, he's more wandered off. He was like, yeah. fuck this. There's no one, no one's giving me anything to do. <laughs>
4: do, do we have a, uh, a lodged employment tribunal dispute against the club siren?
2: Yes, we do. It sounds a bit like this.
4: There we go. Uh, very similar to the other one. And then the interesting thing with Gibbs is that even though he has been sacked, or do I have to do it every time you say the word sacked. I thought that was what they did on. I don't want. We're building listeners here. What would the hairy cornflake do? Well, this is true. No, I can't we best not go there. I can't say that. Um, um, is that not only did he uh, get sacked, but then shortly after being sacked, he was offered the job before Hockaday had even been <laughs> sacked himself. <laughs> Fancy managing the team for a couple of days, Nigel? No, well, actually, Massimo, I'm suing you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, man, you know. Bring a liar. (laughs) I'll bring two. (laughs) Anyway,
1: Hockaday went after 70 days, so he outlasted both Steen and Clough.
2: Fewer games than Clough, I think. Overall, it's hard to get sacked before I've had any games. That is
1: true. So, but, but Dave it's not, did as well as he could. even it a good girl, though. <laughs> yeah, It's not. It's not beyond the realms of possibility with uh, Massimo Cellino. I don't think. In the last podcast, in the preseason, when we did our predictions as well, didn't we? About when he would get fired. Uh, so should we re- revisit those now? I thought we might not do that until the end of the season. He says, <laughs> uh, or at least until the winter time. But no, it's it happened sooner than probably um, a few of us expected. Anyway, the kids
4: weren't even back at school. <laughs> Is it unfair to say that he only lasted one pod? Because technically we should have done two right now, but, you know, things happen. Yeah. But really, he has gone in the space of a podcast. Definitely only lasted one mag. Which is a shame because we're, when we were just um, preparing ideas for the new bag, our designer, Eamon Dalton, did instruct one of our artists, Joe Gamble, just try and draw loads of hockadays because we'll probably need them. <laughs> no, no, not so much. Anyway, let's look back through our predictions then.
1: Um who was the winner? It was Moscow. You you yeah. called it right. Uh, so let's go back through the Audi, you said he would get sacked at five PM after Millwall, which put you at nineteen days out.
3: Which you think he should have done.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm taking a moral victory on that one. Yeah. I mean I mean nineteen days to within the very day yeah. is pretty good it's an accurate um guess. 19, um, 19 wasted days They could have yeah. sacked him after that Michael you said 17th of September So you were actually only 20 days out Just one more than a day That's not bad a, Again a pretty fair guess You could be happy with that I said 1st of November, tea time very specifically, after the Cardiff game, but I was out by, you could count it, in months, can't it you? It was wildly optimistic. And Moscow, congratulations. You. you said at 10pm on Tuesday after the Accrington game, which put you 16 days out. You were closest.
4: Yeah, it would have been charming if you'd sacked him straight after the Bradford game, because then, as I was saying, we would have been able to hear it inside the, well, over the cheers of the Bradford City fans. You get out of the club. And then I would have had the right cup competition as well. And also the uh, the wrong day of the week because we ended up playing them on a Wednesday for Sky, but midweek. But against a so, shitty club? Yes. There's lower league uh, opposition. So I'm saying, because I don't often get things right, I don't just want to say I was close with the date. <laughs> I want to point out all the other circumstances that made me even righter. Call me Nostromosco.
1: <laughs> I like that, yes. He was a dead man walking at Watford, wasn't he? We nearly fired off the sacking siren. Hang on. There it is. Uh, a little bit too soon on Saturday night after the Watford game. I like how yeah. it goes three times. It's, it adds a nice air of
4: authority to it. Um, it yes, because if you're Pocket Day in this situation and you hear that,
0: it gives you the chance to go, Yes, but Mr. President... <laughs> As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
3: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms
0: at mintmobile.com.
1: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team,
4: Ten thousand pound payoff. (laughs) Poor David. Oh, it's ten thousand more than he was getting on the doll. No, and I I know that makes me sound like Ken Bates. I realise this because he always used to go on about, "Oh, there's plenty of footballers and managers running the doll," but he actually was and is again. But he's on the doll with ten grand, so you know. And And however, he got got
2: a good salary for a couple of months.
4: Yeah, and if that they said that was a month's wages, and he did work two months and a week, two months and ten days. So he's got twenty call it 25 grand th- 35 grand all in and I well I was going to say perhaps we paid his expenses mm. <laughs> maybe so he was staying a trip, with a friend free trip
2: to Italy yeah that's it. I true. bet he's got to keep all of his training gear I don't think so DH no We're he's gonna, all got his initials on where the way we trying to peel them off well they've had David Haig so he's inherited them from David
1: Haig <laughs> they, might fit, they might fit David Haig by the time he gets back <laughs> Anyways, ten thousand pound payoff. Uh, my old man accidentally did a comedy remark to me and said that uh, he got m- he got more when he left the gas board, which kind of puts it all in proportion, doesn't it?
2: But did he do a really shit job for just a couple of months there? You know, he, he, w- he worked a- there for decades. Did he oh, work hard? There you go. Yeah, he did. Hon- honesty, Hunger? humility. <laughs> was uh, he was he hungry to fix those gas pipes? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He wasn't
0: a <laughs>
3: the
2: hassle, then. Oh, Her no.
1: Anyway, at least Chilino's taken uh, the blame for this one, even if some of the more fervent of Chilino supporters
4: on the online Twitter world would have you believe that he is infallible. He was right to hire him. He was right to fire him, even though Chilino says it was all a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not only that he's made the mistake of um, hiring him. Well, he doesn't. He's, he's not really said that hiring him was a mistake. He said that not firing him after Watford was his mistake. Yeah, I made the wrong decision last week to retain the services of the head coach and his assistant. We have to face our mistakes when we make them, and I have done that. I may make other mistakes, but if I do, I will be big enough to own up to them like I have with David and Junior, which sounds like the kind of letter that my parents made me write when I was six, to say that I was sorry and... I might do it again, but if I do do it again, I won't mean it and I will be very sorry for doing it again and please, can I have my pocket money this week? Can you imagine sending a letter like that to Massimo Cellino?
1: Stymied Hockaday's ambitions for the Champions League, anyway, a little bit, and not, sort of thwarted in that particular desire to get there, which he said, is a shame.
4: He said that after Watford as well, when the whole world knew, and it was even after Cellino had said on Sunday the words, yes... At Watford, I decided to sack him. I said, he's finished. I wasn't happy. I was ashamed of the performance and it, brackets, sacking Hockaday, was what I wanted to do. And then Dave Hockaday said on Monday, yeah, I spoke to the president on Sunday, but my job really wasn't under discussion. He's going to take us to the Champions League and I want to be part of that journey.
1: It's funny as well because... um We'll obviously be speaking to Phil Hay shortly, but he did say on Twitter to somebody, I can't remember who, um, that he'd already written um, Hockaday's obituary for the paper on Saturday uh, after the Watford game.
4: I I can't imagine, from everything we know about Massimo Cellino that he did not tell Dave Hockaday on the phone on Sunday, I was going to fucking sack you, you fucking useless sack of shit. Even if he changed his mind, I can't imagine him not mentioning the fact that he was going to sack him. And then Dave Hockaday goes, oh, we, we didn't discuss my job. Maybe they didn't directly discuss his job. Maybe Mark, uh, chilino just called him names for half an hour. <laughs> but I refuse to believe that there was nothing, there was no subtext or even just text to that phone call that said, you are getting fired for this. Oh, uh, Okay, we'll blame Belushki for now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was never going to work out, was it? I mean, on the podcast last time, I thought you were being cynical bastards for... I've been so uh, dismissive, but it was true. It was never going to work out. It was
2: Dan, you were the most optimistic and predicted it would last till November. Yeah, that's true. None of us thought it'd work out. Let's be honest. Last, <laughs> last the podcast, the previous season. Do you think Brian will still be there at the end of the season? All of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Hockaday. We had predictions for two people having a snack within the first three days of the season,
4: mm. and weren't far wrong. And weren't far. Yeah. R- and they were nearly right.
2: <laughs> Uh, and before we come on to speaking about
1: his replacement, um, we need to perhaps sound the sacking siren just once more for Junior Lewis, who, of course, departs with Dave Hockaday. So I'll do that for you now. Uh, this is Junior's sacking
2: siren. There we go. Three times, lovely. Um, yeah. Tactically,
4: yeah. Me, they got it right.
2: Hockaday you dug his own grave slightly. Well, with primarily with results and tactics and stuff. But also his, his press conferences, which... Sometimes when a manager's in a tough situation, they'll send their assistant, won't they? (laughs) Which, not really an option for Dave. (laughs) Who do you want in next,
4: then? Talk to me about that. Junior. (laughs) Bring him back. We've got to, well, bear in mind, Chilino put that little printed-out statement around the ground against Bolton, which had all that apology stuff, and then said, um, I will select a new coach that I believe can help the club, and the supporters must realise that it may not be a big name. Which basically just made me think, Hockaday again. (laughs) Or somebody worse. Hockaday
2: in a wig.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a vision.
4: I've been growing this hair for 40 years, man and boy. And her suitly, I've got it right.
2: What do you reckon to Simon Grayson then? Would you? Would you not? I'm not a member of... Anyway. (laughs) The typing pool. Let's not go down that route again. The typing pool, exactly.
4: Lovely retro reference. He's got a good job at Preston. Seems to be doing all right there, got them into the playoffs, lost to that Steve Evans Barn. Unfinished business. Big Leeds fan. Big Leeds fan. We have slightly better defenders now than we had when he was here, who hopefully won't all have breakdowns as soon as he turns up.
1: I was gonna say could he work under a crackpot owner, but we know that he could
4: because of course Ken Bates was here before. And he has worked with Peter Ridsdale at Preston as well. I oh, yeah. remember. And the Oystons. Yeah, he's worked <sighs> for the Oystons in the past, so I think Ridsdale may have left Preston. I was trying to work out the other day where he was. But whoever he's got there must be better than Chilino. But maybe he misses the madness. Maybe he misses that day to day. Turn up to work. I never know what's going to happen. Every day is different. <laughs> back to the question
1: then. Who do you want in next? Go on then. Call it. Who do you want?
4: We don't know who he's going to Redders?
1: I'll tell you what I
2: saw on the odds. <laughs> it's, look, list. it's looking like Redders tonight, isn't it? He's skipped into the favourite position. He was only offered uh, William Hill. Nowhere else is offering him. 40 to 1. Bruno Ribeiro. Get that- him in. That would be continental lovely. Continental Eyebrows Violent,
4: violent. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah But skillful. I loved Bruno
2: Ribeiro with Molinar as assistant
4: That would be awesome Dream team Hopkins coaching at Greenock Morton We can't have Hopkins I thought you were going to say we can't afford him <laughs> no, <I'm good>. no. <laughs> You probably can't I'd get Hopkins in He's terrifying, man Well, but- exactly You need a little bit of that You need to bring that fear That Junior Lewis was instilling <laughs> in them all what
3: do you Think of Paul Lewis Cook Who shit himself <laughs>
2: People were criticised the way Hockaday looked. You can't bring... Hopkin-, <laughs> Hopkin looked like he was about 50-odd when he was playing for us.
4: And he was in his 20s. Unbelievable, he, as that seems, when you actually picture him. Chilino's first choice, it seems, was Oscar Garcia, who's gone to Watford. So, that's gone. And then he likes Steve Clark, but then Chilino isn't confident he'll get him, which worries me because Chilino's a very confident man. So he's like, yeah, the, the man who can sell coals to Newcastle, can sell snow to Eskimos, and he's like... Yes, yeah, Steve Clark. I think he's a bit too tough for me. There's the guy who's just left Watford because he was too mental for them all, uh, Giuseppe Saninho, used to operating with the European system that I'm not convinced is actually that popular in Europe. But, you know, he'll t- he'll take a coach. Uh, he'll take a-, a Chilino, rather, and be a coach. And then there's Terry Cooper's son. And apart from that, it all looks a bit grim. What's Paul Lintz doing?
2: Mind your language Where's Martin Allen? Terry Cooperson <laughs> was in charge of the Kettering side that Mike Grell scored got a hat-trick against
4: Well, yeah, you see the stars are aligning through
1: and through Leads through and through
4: I mean, it's almost it's one of those things where there's no point really in expressing an opinion because Chilino, as he says I may make other mistakes but if I do I'll be big enough to own up to them so we just got to wait He's got three kids <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you know which one's youngest is Eduardo
2: <laughs>
1: And he stopped one there
4: two, One too many Yeah, he stopped there
2: <laughs> oh, okay mm, yeah mm, that interview he did seemed a little bit anyway let's, let's not insult them too much <laughs> so we finally
1: had the uh, the away kit unveiled sometime uh, after the event uh, sometime
4: after the football league had unveiled it
1: yeah it's blue it's got a few stripes in it we get relegated in pinstripes don't we
4: uh, good point yes. these ones are going the other way though we are they? Yeah, these are... Um, the hoops, thin hoops. Very thin hoops. Very thin lines. The main complaint, if you were to be a picky, miserable complaining sod, is... Go on it, then go for it. It is an old scum away kit.
1: Yeah, we, we mentioned that last time. We don't need to mention their name too much.
4: Okay, but now it's official. It is officially uh, an old scum away kit. Have we worn it yet in a game? Mm. I don't think we have. Good question. Are we going to? Um No. We were in white. And then Birmingham coming up, we're not going to wear it there. Where are we going have that Bournemouth? We'd looks nice for jeans, though, game. doesn't it? Well, yeah, this is it. it looks nice <laughs>
3: jeans.
4: The good news, Matt Smith signed a
2: new contract. That's good. If anyone wants a Goldaway shirt, by the way, I still haven't claimed mine. Just lend somebody your season ticket? Email podcast at the net. It's I,
4: yours. I might have it, actually, because the one I claimed with my season ticket, i will be wearing to play five a side If you him. want
2: it, you can email podcast at the net and request it. <Mine's laughs> starting- if you're
4: lucky... You may win it. Mine is starting to stink, and I'm unwilling to waste washing powder on it, so I'm just thinking it's going to go in the bin when but it becomes. <laughs>
2: It'll fall apart, won't it? That's
3: the thing. Yeah,
4: exactly. So I'll just replace it. Akron. Uh, if you're
1: lucky, you get two. Okay, then on to yes, yeah, Smith. Sign a new contract.
4: Matt, great news. He's good. Mother will be pleased. She'll be cracking open the wine and the cheese. Big part of our future. Matt, well,
1: six foot five. And he's paved the way with that goal against Bradford for what's to come in, over the next few years.
4: The goal against Bradford showed that for all the criticism Smith gets, the one cross we got in, he put it in the net. No, we got, we got two we, in. And then admittedly we got another one in and he missed it. But <coughs> let's gloss over that one. Yeah. If you give him the service, he will score. Feed Mathieu and he will score, whether it's with Dupin, whether it's Duvan, whether it's Du Borsan. You uh what's I, I know French for eat is manger, but what's feed? Anybody? It's got to be Monje backwards, so A-manj. Ran- Man- manger. <laughs> manger. Right. Uh, anyway. Pleased, before- pleased to have him staying.
1: Yeah, well, we'll talk about some transfers out in an unconnected thing in a few minutes. Um, transfers in... God, oh, this- there's been another flurry since we spoke last. How in- long have we got? Um... It gets dark, dark now. I believe some of you have got to be at work in the morning, so...
2: This is also going to be a torturous section, because I can see the world's um, loan with an option to buy on there. Mm. Which, <laughs> you know, is going to blow Moscow's mind on each and every time well, most, it's used.
4: Most of them, it's becoming irrelevant, because most of them were just buying them already anyway.
2: We're, we're exercising our option to buy. That's right. what we're doing. Yep. Yeah. Presumably no-one's said that they want the play that It's a wonder.
4: It's a wonder with Belushki that they... Catania didn't say actually we want to keep him because that was one and then same with Ducara I'm surprised that wherever he came from they didn't just say actually no we think that one game he got and then the second one where he got injured were enough to prove to us that we want him back at the end of the season so I'm surprised that didn't happen.
1: If not sooner. Right first things first Liam Cooper 23 year old centre-back Chesterfield we're definitely not signing him yep. we won't be going back in for him the, we are not having him signed. The interest is officially over <laughs> Signed him. Yeah. Definitely you know, not signing over fi- his
3: shoulder. Definitely not signing for five hundred thousand pounds. Yeah.
1: <laughs> definitely no. not. No. Go on Six seven <laughs> okay. 600 then and he's, and he's yours. Anyway, so yeah, we went back on that and did he that. He looks good. He looks uh, very good,
4: actually. A little bit too bold with the running out of the ball with defence thing. Confidence. Yeah, and
2: then he gets tackled. He runs with the ball though. Jason Pierce, no matter how much space he's <laughs> in, looks like a floundering <laughs> giraffe.
4: <laughs> on ice. <laughs> he's not going to play anyway because Beluski's Clearly going to be first choice. He's not Tom Lee's.
2: He'll come. He'll
4: come in next to him eventually. Pierce will drop. I think. You think? I think
1: he's, he'll, he'll get sold or Pierce. Pierce is in club captain.
2: Well, for now, well, yeah. Be, oh, he's gar- guaranteed to be sold.
1: He yeah. <laughs> can't sell
4: your captain.
1: You, do, you generally don't sell players who sign new contracts. As
4: Robert Snodgrass says, how can you sell your captain and expect to get promoted?
1: Belushki, yeah, twenty-five-year-old centre-back from Catania. It uh, was on loan. It's been
4: converted into a permanent transfer for a reported £1.6 million. That's a fine reward for getting sent off on your debut. In fact, they hadn't even played before they actually turned it into a permanent transfer, did they?
2: He's only been sent off in half of his games.
4: True, yeah. He looks um, formidable. Nice word. He worries me a bit.
2: He looks too calm sometimes. I think the, with the sending off, it was a bit of a case of that. He's like, it's all right, guys, I've got... Oh, fuck. <laughs> <you.">
4: <laughs> he didn't look very calm with Jermaine Beckford at the end of the game, which was almost... Um, I don't know if it would have gone down well with our support if he'd smacked Jermaine Beckford on his second game and got sent off for it, because... Jermaine's practically untouchable.
1: On to Billy, not William, Sharp, 28-year-old uh, 28, 28 from Southampton. What too old, heard
4: of. Too what old is- according to Chilino. Not interested, because he's too old. Yeah, but Mr. President, oh, all right. <laughs> How much? Ah. <laughs> Go on, then, you got me in a good mood. He's, he'd be shit at pork, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: he's, a bit, he's a good <laughs> signing He's is sharp isn't he I'm glad we've got yeah. him He's one of those players I would have
2: liked to have seen In our kit several years sooner Perverse. It's nice I'm to, like to
3: have
1: seen him With McCormack yeah.
2: Interestingly It'll be nice to not be linked With him anymore as well <laughs> yeah. We can still be linked with If him. we could get Burke And that Chris Taylor fellow as well it'd just get everything Finished off wouldn't it
4: We've yeah. still got unfinished business With Trevor Sinclair Until he signs <laughs> Until him and, and John Scales Is in the heart of the defence I'm not confident That will. will uh, any, any of this will be Scaravi up front Yeah no He looks good And we needed somebody to score some goals and he's good at scoring them at this level.
1: Mirko Antonucci's coming as well, another centre-forward. 29 years old, doesn't fit the age bill, but uh, certainly in terms of Italian, etc, etc. 600k-ish. Yeah.
2: He's as Italian as you want. (laughs) From Tanana.
4: Played most of his career in Serie B. He was uh, captain of his team last season, though, was they... Uh, Finished mere points away from relegation. (laughs) (laughs) Scored, scored this. I'm being cynical for comic effect. He did score loads of goals for them, though.
3: The Ross McCormack effect?
4: Ross McCormack effect. And I was going to say, uh, Hasselbank at Atletico Madrid, when he he left us, scored about 30 goals as they got relegated. So hopefully he'll score a lot of goals as we go down as well. (laughs) So you're saying scoring loads of goals is meaningless? Um, no, it's not meaningless. It gives us something to celebrate. It's, it's, we, a, it's a fun way to as get we relegated. slide towards relegation. He, <laughs> the thing that worried me about Mirko against Bolton is him and Billy Sharp both seem to like spending a lot of time outside the box and. Murco was just shooting um, selfishly from anywhere, and then when he stopped shooting, he was crossing into the box, and Billy was standing miles away, going, well, "I just thought you were going to shoot." And then when Sharp crossed for him, Murco would just be like, "Well, why don't you shoot? I always shoot." So it was. <laughs> it's a blossoming partnership. Going <laughs> blossoming, very well.
1: Casper yeah. Sloth. Uh, so
4: glad he's here. So glad he's here. What a name! Not only is it written casper sloth but it's apparently pronounced casper slut so the two gifts really it's actually apparently it's like slut but we're not we haven't got time to say that cause it's too long <laughs> so i i'm favoring sloth
1: we, we should quite frankly anglicize his name because he's in bloody england Oh, well,
4: there we go there we go That's what are we designing. gonna do about what does antonucci mean <laughs> anthony we've got merco antonucci is now michael anthony mike anthony mark anthony <laughs> <laughs> um it's going What's, well. It's going well. Uh, Billy, Billy Sharp is uh, William Pointy. Um, Giuseppe Beluschi. What's Giuseppe in English? John. Okay, so it's uh, John, John Beluschi. Boom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and then, no, that um, siren's claxing going? Hang on. <laughs> there you go. What do we do with Dario? Ding, 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 ding. What do we do with.
1: Everybody.
4: <laughs> what do we do with Dario Del Fabrio? Brian Montenegro's obviously fine. They're just showing off them two, aren't they? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brian Montenegro carrying the weight of an entire <laughs> nation's expectations on his shoulders. Uh, I'm called
4: Brian. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love when... Brian, it's like that, um... uh,
1: uh, sorry, Brain, if you have to read
4: the uh, official site. His name is Brain. <laughs> Are we, uh, do you think we've at- accidentally signed the Brain of Montenegro? Should, like we, should we do... Something... A, hang on a second, we'll do a preemptive. There we go. <laughs> Website editor. Have we accidentally signed somebody Who like won a quiz The brain of Montenegro I like the idea He could be a
1: Viz cartoon character Brian the Paraguayan That's what I think
4: That's good It's like when um, That Brazilian player Fred When you just find these South American chaps Who have English names And really sort of I mean no offence to anybody Out there called Brian But really sort of Unusual English names as well
2: But he's like a Paraguayan Alan Brazil
4: Yes (laughs) (laughs) Yes he is Brilliant that, well done. Uh, Speaking of Brazil,
1: Adrián—the
4: signing of the summer.
1: Nineteen years old, attacking midfielder from Flamengo, loan with a view to a permanent. Around three million pounds sterling will secure his
4: signature next summer. We won't. Well, it won't because we're not paying that for anybody. Although we're paying loads of money for people. I'm a little bit worried about all this. Come
2: on, we complained for years for not spending any money. (laughs) It feels strange. It It feels strange.
4: Doesn't feel right. Three
2: millionaire on a highly rated Brazilian. It's it's, on on a more
1: serious note. He's the one of the few players we've actually heard of. Of. I'd and, never heard of him And he Well he's a, he's a Football manager Starlet isn't he
4: Well yeah but I'm In my 30s You know You're a grown man, man. here. Yeah. don't no, play no. much Football manager but, anymore
1: um, Seriously I mean Cellino did say We needed a number 10 Didn't he Towards the back end Of last season And he's provided a player Through which you would Anticipate quite a lot going
4: I thought Hunt was number 10
1: No a number 10 <laughs> Not not just Any old number 10 Like a traditional Whatever the fancy Italian word is For a number 10 Someone who's good Yes, that'd be it.
4: Numero 10.
1: Yep, that's the one. Anyway, back on topic, he's kind of exciting potentially, isn't
4: he? Potentially. Everyone says that he can't deal with the pressure and that that's why his career's not gone very well. And uh, um, Thankfully
2: we're a patient bunch.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's what worries me. Nobody's gonna get on his back if he's, if if the signing of the summer, who's brilliant on football manager and who is carrying the weight of all our expectations, turns <laughs> after, out
1: after a decade of disappointment and underachievement yeah. turns in a year's out,
4: time when people are saying Adrian Scores were on the pitch in, in the same <laughs> yeah. way as we did
2: for um, Varney and Painter and In a cauldron of disappointment,
4: The Brazilian the Brazilian Billy Painter yeah. <laughs> not, does, not that we're writing him off already
2: he does look like a child he's well he does look like a child yeah that is true but he does look like he can a lesbian no he's a bit homophobic don't, bring, <laughs> don't make this it, a hateful podcast <laughs> too late we've never had any lesbians play for us before that's true try something new get behind the team Moscow's holding aloft a picture of what looks to be a, a chubby 14-year-old boy with some kind of glamour model. But I believe that's how, who, the guy we're pinning our hopes on. <laughs> yeah, that's Adrienne.
4: Well, maybe we're pinning our hopes on the girl, I don't know. What, yeah, I, d- I don't know what she saw in The uh, Millionaire. Uh-huh. Didn't inspire me with confidence, that picture. But, you know, perhaps he's, if he can attract her, maybe he's capable of tricks that his sort of teenage pot belly disguise. He <laughs> looks good on YouTube anyway, which is an important thing. When was yes. the last time we had someone who could
2: actually beat a man, though? Now Sam Byron can't do it. Dennis wise <laughs> once assaulted a taxi driver. <laughs> but, I mean, since gradle, uh... gradle left, we've not had anyone particularly exciting, I don't think. And weirdly enough, people who can run with the ball means you retain possession for longer,
1: and it doesn't tire your team out as much. Basics, I know.
4: All right, inverting the pyramid <laughs> over there.
1: Um, let's move on to the transfers out. Um, Paddy Kenny has been released into some sort of wildlife reservation. Dominic Polion, sold to Oldham for about £100,000.
4: Sad to see him go. Mm? Not, Don't know why, because he's not very good, and he probably never will be, but it's always a little bit of a shame when a, a academy product doesn't become brilliant. Did oh. anyone see um, 21 Up on BBC yesterday? I didn't watch it, but had, I uh,
2: know. One-time youth player Sanchez Payne on there. Felt quite, I felt a bit sorry for him, he seems like quite a nice lad. was he
4: Don Polion's best mate?
2: Yeah, and they were hanging around with Andre Wisdom as well, who was... Uh, Gone on to be a Premiership footballer.
1: Twenty-five percent
4: sell-on clause, anyway. That's high. It suggests either that we think he's going to do brilliantly, so we've argued for a, a big sell-on clause in the future, or Oldham think he's going to crash and burn and leave on a free transfer, so they've not bothered. Like to go they said, "Yeah, have a hundred percent if you want. Hundred percent announced still now. I Where wish did him go well." On loan before he went on loan to Bury, and then after two games, uh, Neil Warnock called him back and then didn't play him. And everyone's got, are you going to send him out on loan again? No, just fucking with him. Warnock, let's not, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'd like. I'd be interested to see if he'd been, I know it's only a loan to Bury, but how different his career might have been if he'd stayed on loan at Bury instead of Warnock bringing him back. Probably had an argument with Kevin Blackwell or something like that. Right. If, if you're going to be like that, Kevin, if you're going to be like that, I'll have, I'll have fucking Don back. And I don't use the word fucking often. Apart from in my first book where I got in trouble. Don Polian, uh, um, a moment's silence.
1: Finally then, um, Matt Smith, sold to Fulham, the one that probably hurt the most, um,
4: bizarrely enough. Hold on a minute, five minutes ago he signed a contract and now you're telling me he plays for Fulham. Sorry to break it to you like this. <laughs> well, you broke it a little bit more gently than the, uh, <laughs> the official <laughs> Leeds United Twitter account. <laughs> Don't go to bed, more business to be done. We're going to sell the top <laughs> scorer at the club again. Oh, God. And even
2: poor old... Hang on, I'll just... There we go. Is that a Twitter man being said. Yeah. It's probably the same as the, same as the website man, to be yeah, fair. That, that, the YT kid.
4: Even poor old Smith has spoken of his shock of being told Leeds United were looking to sell him 72 hours after signing a new three-year deal. We, we do have a little bit of a human relations, human resources rather, problem, but relations as well. Um, problem at Leeds United. We think about Brian McDermott being effective, being called out in the press for visiting his sick mother. Nigel Gibbs being made to work in a cupboard for weeks. <laughs> Benito Carboni being told to leave because he had some time off to visit a sick <laughs> relative. We forgot about Carbone. Yeah. Um, and then Matt Smith. Hey Matt, we got you big new contract. You're going to be best player at the club. And then uh, 72 hours later, going into the signing, I was under the premise. You can tell he's posh. <laughs> oh, we oui. going into the signing. <laughs> I was under you turned th- into Chelino again. It is Matt not- Going into the signing, I was under the premise that I was a massive part of the plans going forward and I was very humbled and excited at the prospect. Uh, then, for whatever reason, I don't still to this day quite understand. I heard I was on a short list of players that were looking to be offloaded. <laughs> You can imagine my shock that 72 hours later I am told I am... Mm, I'm not criticising Leon Wobshaw for writing this on the... Um, uh, I'm sure he's transcribed it exactly as it appeared, but uh, Matt... Uh, eloquent Matt Smith says, You can imagine my shock that 72 hours later, I am told I am a short list of players that they would be looking to move on uh, if at all Existential possible. Existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am a short list. <laughs> no, but I am a tall man, but I am a short list. <laughs> I smoke a gallois and stare moodily at the art. Yeah, so that's nice. Give somebody a, fu- a contract and sell them. In fact, yes.
3: was he not just bumping his feet up though
4: Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Cynical,
2: but, you know, going back to the top of this list, Paddy Kenny, it says released here, but wasn't he effectively? Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah, you do say that, however, I'm just checking the um, official website, all players. Uh, Oh, no, they've they've got rid of him now. He was still on the official website for about a week after the announcement had been made. But then we did say we weren't going to sign Liam Cooper, and he's turned up on the official website. (coughs) Has Matt Smith gone? That website's um, as up to date as our podcast. <laughs> Smith's gone. So Smith's, it's getting there. The, the it's worth saying, up. by the way, when I uh, was
1: looking at who we'd brought in and sent out this uh, transfer window, I had a look on transfermark.co.uk and it just listed Paddy Kenny, unemployed.
2: Hush. Warnock's got a job though. So, You'll yeah, will
1: will
4: no. need that experience. I Crystal... bet he'll be desperately trying to injure his goalkeeper so we can sign him. Well Crystal Palace have got one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. That um Argentinian guy. What's he called? Becchio. Spironi. Spironi. So Warnock Useless. won't be having that. Useless. He's not got the temperament. You know he's I've, got the experience. I, I had a lot of experience with uh with Argentinian players when I was at Leeds <laughs> with that uh Lociano Bacchio and he just he didn't he didn't put the graft in he was no Paddy Kenny you know you know where you're at with a lad lad like Patrick I call him Patrick
1: and we'll wrap up part one of this two-parter right there and we'll be back in your ears in just a moment
0: the square ball podcast